back to another ESL podcast and welcome back to another pronunciation for speaking. Now, for those of you that do not know, you guys will be able to go into my links and you will see not one, not two, but three different pronunciation courses. I do advise if you guys want more pronunciation courses that focus a lot on what you are trying to achieve and if you are very disciplined to go over probably right now up to four hours worth of content. I guys or guys, I suggest that you guys reach out to me if you have any further questions or at least watch the introductory videos that are available on all three courses. That is very easy or that is easy to access through the links of course down below and whatnot. But again, I do these from time to time, probably once or twice a month. And today we're going to be going over a rhythm and rhetorical devices. So you already know, if you guys actually listen to speakers, especially one Barack Obama, Barack Obama is one of the best speakers because his tonality is amazing. When he's trying to emphasize, he drops it very low. He makes eye contact and there's like a dramatic pause. It's an emphatic pause behind it. Uh, you know, Martin Luther King, again, one of the greatest, or pro, if not the greatest orator of all time, he could stir millions upon millions of people with a, I have a dream. You know, because the, the, the rise and the fall and how he stretches the words and phrases that, you know, that black children and white children will walk in the same schools together. You know what I mean? So when we talk about effective speakers and how they use pronunciation in general, it's all about the rhetorical features, okay? The variation, change in speed, which Barack Obama and, you know, both Barack Obama and Martin Luther King both do. The volume, the pitch, the use of pauses, you know, the keeping the delivery interesting and listening or having the listeners engage. Um, I gave a really, really good um, example of this. Oh my God, what was his name? Uh, my God, I was supposed to bring him on my ESL podcast probably early last year, but he flaked out. You know, my brothers, man, us, us colored folks, man, we have a tendency of flaking all the time. Ugh, you know, it gets me a little bit angry. But I think his name is something Roxon. He is an amazing uh, TEDx speaker and everything, uh, right out of Nigeria, uh, son of a diplomat family. And he did a fantastic TEDx. Now, I could go so far to point out all the greatest speakers out there, and uh, I've actually just had a huge brain fart in terms of one of my favorite speakers. I don't know what's going on, but Ray Lewis, well, of course, Eric Thomas is a, well, probably one of the, the best because the energy he puts behind it, but nonetheless, people would say, oh, that's just screaming. Oh, that's just hollering. Oh, that's just yelling. No, but the thing is, the points that he makes are amazing, and the sudden abrupt pauses to get the audience to soak in what he just said, that is a brilliant technique that uh, Eric Thomas also uses. So nonetheless, guys, three bullet points for you here today, three takeaways, okay? Pauses, highlights, important ideas to give listeners a moment to consider what has been said. This is exactly when, or this is exactly what I'm talking about when Eric Thomas is just on a rage and he's like, blah, 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 blah and he stops. He gets everyone to soak it in. And again, people do applaud, but people are trying to intake what he just said. Now, if they do not understand what he just said, he says, oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. And then they start cheering like they do know, but then he reiterates it in a different way. 
so that they can understand. In case he doesn't have their attention for whatever reason, but I'm sure he has their attention probably 100% of the time, no doubt. But, um, you know, the stress, okay? That actually emphasized the key words, contrast, speaker. Again, academic is completely different from speaking like an orator in general. If you actually listen to Jim, well, Jim Rome's not much of a speaker. Uh, Tony Robbins isn't much of a speaker either uh, because... I don't know. It just, he says so much that's actually good, but he has zero pauses. He has zero thought groups. He has zero intonation. He asks a lot of rhetorical questions, but by the time you start writing something down, something else he says is real good and he doesn't give you time to process. This is why Tony isn't, uh, I wouldn't classify him as one of the top 10 speakers for sure, you know, in present day right now. Les Brown, was one of the greatest speakers of all time. Um, and, you know, he doesn't really speak much at all anymore. Of course, he's 75 years old. Uh, Lisa Nichols is the greatest female speaker I've ever heard in my life uh, because hurt the emotion. My goodness, you guys just have to go. Just write down on YouTube, and I hope I can put the link in the description for you guys, but Lisa Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S, Mind Valley. Put that in on YouTube. Oh my God, and be blown away. She is finesse. She is authority. She is a number of different things. All right. So, in saying that, the third bullet point is pitch. Now, the pitch changes, it shows the speaker's attitude to what's actually being, you know, being said in general. So, what you have to do is just be aware of the effect your voice has on what you say. See, sometimes I have a tendency of being overly excited and I do stumble over my words from time to time, okay? Now, in saying that and shifting to sarcasm, sarcasm is often expressed with a low pitch on the key word. So what I do, if you actually watch some of my Instagram TVs, and again, Instagram, that's more personal development and I speak from the super heart. Okay, so a lot of you have been like, oh, damn, you know, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, because I speak from the soul. <laughs> but anyways, there was, a, there was a moment that I said, you know, uh, I think I was talking about, you know, uh, Thai women and, you know, the things that I've gone through out here in Thailand. Uh, Thailand. Uh, and uh, I think I made a point and I said, no, I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that all Thai women are racist, most of them, but you know, in saying that, you see what I mean? I hurry up and throw the sarcasm very low, low key pitch. And then I go back to the top pitch. And this is when people who are native English speakers, they would laugh at that and say, oh, there you go. There you go. Read it. Oh, that's a joke. That's a, uh, okay. I see that little joke you threw in there. That little sarcasm. You watch yourself, Arsenio. You watch yourself. Anyways, so I just think that's funny. But again, guys, it's life. It's all about getting better. You know what I mean? So it could be shortened. It could be run under. I think I explained this in either season two or season three, probably season three, how you can actually low pitch something and go back up, right? But again, that's just in everyday speaking. This isn't like in, again, presentations, okay? What you have to do and what you have to understand is make your voice work for you, okay? Not against you. So what we're gonna do 
is I'm going to state some sentences, okay? And I was just going to bypass this and give you guys that so you could practice, but let's listen to a couple of things so you could possibly understand a little bit more. So what we have here is what you're going to do is listen to some of these extracts that I've taken out of one of the audios that I had done previously, right? And in saying that, you're going to predict on these three sentences where the pauses, the stress, and the major pitch changes are and mark them before it's even said, okay? And then after that, you can listen to it and then you can see if you are right. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm going to play it. And now let's see. No, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna play it yet. First, let me give you some of these good old sentences and then I will play it for you. But I would like you guys to go on to my blog, thearsiniobuckshow.com. I would like you guys to check that out. And uh, from there, you'll be able to, uh, you know, understand and uh, say, oh, you know, I, I guessed this one right. I didn't guess this one right. Okay, I hear the dramatic here. I hear the pause in here. I hear this, page, this pitch change over here. Got it? Number one, it destroys local culture, local language, local customs, local food local notions of how to live. Now you heard mine, but we need to hear her. Number two, multiculturalism totally depends on it. Without a common language, it cannot exist. Number three, the stink bug is now your neighbor, my neighbor, everyone's neighbor. Now, if you guys have already listened to what I am talking about right now, you guys are going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that from the last podcast. I remember. Okay, so I'm going to practice again. <sighs> so here we go. One. It destroys local culture, local language, local customs, local food, local notions of how to live. Fair. Two. Pretty close. Multiculturalism totally depends on it. Without a common language, it cannot exist. Totally cannot. Three. The stink bug is now your neighbor, my neighbor, everyone's neighbor. So again, that's a very interesting one. Your neighbor, my neighbor, everyone's neighbor. It's a little bit awkward because then some people might smile. Some people might look at him like, what is this, this guy is just weird. You know what I mean? Don't try to be someone you're not. Do not try to be funny if you're not funny. If you are funny, be funny. But if you're not funny, don't be funny, please. You can try to add it in, but don't force it. That guy forced it, obviously. But what I wanted to focus on was the number two, the totally depends on it. It cannot exist. Normally we just say it cannot exist right? But he said it cannot. He emphasized it, meaning there is no way in heck that it could ever exist. So guys, those are a couple of things. You can go back and listen to that audio from before, The Invasive Species. I believe it's that audio. And you guys will be able to get the full audio from that. And you can actually uh, do a little research in terms of, oh, okay, I heard that one. I heard this one. That was really good. This was really good. That was awesome. This was awesome. You guys get what I'm saying? So with that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in to the episode number 99. I got a very good one coming up tomorrow for you guys. The episode number 100. For all you fans out there, for all you wonderful folks out there, I just want to say big, big thank you to all of you unbelievable human beings that have been listening to me and are still listening to me to this day. Stay tuned for more and make sure if you want additional 
and exclusive content, you go on to my business ESL podcast, which is available right now. Over and out.